0: Is this chicken? What I have, or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich, what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your, your hands, hands in my underwear. This Where's the lamp? Send Yeah. I mean, you really don't make friends around here, do you? I. I didn't come here for that. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Snap. Back to reality. The podcast where we revisit the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host Riley Ennis and this is a bonus episode or an off-topic episode, um, whatever you want to call it. This is what you're getting in place of our regularly scheduled reality TV recaps this week Um, and also this is a car cast so if you hear driving sounds that's why. Um, So this is this is why this is happening. I went out of town this weekend I am driving home from my hometown of Greenville South Carolina driving back up to North Carolina I finally got to see my best friend and my niece for the first time since she was first born and I finally got to hold her and play with her and it was a wonderful time and I knew like deep down in my heart that it was gonna be really hard for me to get some work done I did manage to at least like finish watching the entire season of the show I was gonna recap on Friday night when I got in but I didn't have any time to do any kind of notes or recording or anything else which is what I normally try to do on the weekends but still I was I knew it was going to be hard for me but I was still like well you know I can get back on Sunday I can work on some notes I can I can record Monday night I mean worse things come worse comes to worse maybe I'll just record Tuesday evening and put it out late but then I decided to be a little bit of an overachiever <laughs> which is kind of funny saying because it's like part of the reason why we're in this position is because I procrastinated a little bit and I just didn't didn't really buckle down and get everything done when I could have like I could have spent time away from my best friend working on my podcast but who wants to do that like you know I'd rather just see my best friend and hang out with her baby so uh but okay no back to the overachiever thing um what I did I on Friday night I got in I just like chilling at my my dad's house my dad my stepmom were out of town um my friend and her baby I was just gonna like give them Friday night so that they could do like bedtime bath time routine I knew I'd be getting in late so I was like I'll just see her first thing Saturday morning so I got in I finished watching all of the season of Kid Nation which is the episode that I will be recapping next week at least. Um, and then I was like, Oh my God, that was so good. I I loved it. It was so good. I can't wait to talk about it. Um, and I immediately went on the Wikipedia page because I wanted to see if there was like any information on the participants to see if like how easy or hard is this, where are they now going to be? Um, surprisingly the Wikipedia page is like super up to date for a lot of the people. Um, like really like up to date with what they're doing now because a lot of them have already like graduated college have jobs um are my age really so i saw that the one person when one, one of the kids who had been on the show is on tiktok now because it was specifically mentioned on wikipedia and you know me i love tiktok So I went on TikTok. I found her account. I was like watching through her videos because I was like, oh my god, amazing. I'm going to use this for the where are they now. She had some videos with just like her kind of behind the scenes info, just like general info. And then in one of her captions or on one of the uh, videos, it said something about like, oh, feel free to DM me if you have like if you guys ever have questions. I like to talk about this so of course i dm'd her and i invited her on the podcast to do an interview and she agreed and i'm super excited i'm so stoked to like talk to her and kind of just get to know more behind the scenes details and just kind of like her perspective of things because having watched it as a viewer i i like genuinely unironically love it um i thought it was like great television i'm so disappointed there's only one season like this would be my favorite reality show i think um But I do want to know what it was like for her, someone, like, going through it. So I'm really excited to, like, talk to her. But she wasn't available for an interview before I'm supposed to put this out. Or I didn't really ask because I didn't want to be like, hey, can you do an interview, like, tomorrow? (laughs) Um, So instead we made plans to do an interview together and I wanted to still put something out. I didn't want to skip a week. I considered maybe I should just do the recap and then do the interview as its own separate thing which would have been fun but that still would have involved me having to do a lot of work when I get back either tonight or tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening in order for something to be put out by Tuesday. Um, And I just didn't want to do that. I know I'm going to be really exhausted when I get home tonight. I basically waited until, like, the last possible second to leave Greenville and get back to uh, Durham at a reasonable hour. And still have, like, some time and energy left to sort of just get myself ready for the week ahead, basically. So I didn't want to set myself a task to do a bunch of um, podcast notes as well. Because that takes a lot out of me. Like, I... I take. I spend a lot of time doing the notes because it's hard for me to stay on task. I get distracted really easily. Um, I like transcribe so much of what comes out of the individual episode. I I type down a lot of shit that people say word for word. So I'm always going back and re rewatching things and taking it slow so that like I you know I'll watch like ten seconds at a time and then describe what's going on. So it takes me hours to get stuff done so it would have basically taken me like several hours tonight and then like all of my evening as soon as I got home from work tomorrow in order to put something out um and then I was like maybe I can find something that's like a really quick watch that'll be a quick like notes to type up but even then the only thing that I could really think of was like an MTV show like parental control or date my mom like all those things I was talking about last week and I don't I don't want to do two things that are like too similar back to back So, what I thought I might do instead is, since I have plenty of time as I'm driving home, is give you guys a little car cast. I wanted to call it a bonus episode, but I guess I'll just call it like an off-topic episode. um, Just about something that I can kind of just talk off the cuff about for... I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour so that at least you get a, a good little chunk of something to listen to this Tuesday. And then next week, hopefully, you should get a really big, wonderful episode with all of my thoughts and feelings and episode recap on Kid Nation, and then hopefully a really nice interviews little segment as well. So for this little episode, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to talk about. Um, This is actually my third time recording. I've gotten about like 15 minutes into two separate recordings and just like either fucked it up or just like ran out of shit to talk about, but I'm feeling pretty good about this one. So what we are going to talk about on this little episode, you're going to get to know me a little bit better and I'm going to tell you three stories of the three stupidest things I've ever done in my life um also these have all been within the last seven years like this was not stuff i did as a child (laughs) uh the oldest thing happened almost seven years ago the most recent thing happened about three years ago a little over three years ago i guess um so i mean i guess i've grown and i've changed a lot in those three and a half years since i did that last stupid thing hopefully but uh this is what it is so i hope you guys enjoy i think these stories are really funny i like telling them i recognize how dumb they are that's why i call them the three stupidest things i've ever done um but i hope you guys it's fine i'm fine literally i'm totally fine no ill effects from any of the things that happened um so i just hope that you guys can enjoy these as like a comedy little story podcast moment and don't judge me too hard um and don't get on my case because i know i wouldn't do it now i wouldn't do it now you'll see We'll start with the the thing that's probably not the stupidest. So this is number three. Number one and two are kind of debatable. I go back and forth over which one is really stupider than the other, but um, I'll give you my reasoning for why number one is number one when we get there. Okay, let's go. So the third stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. This happened, I think this was the most recent one. This happened, I believe in the fall of 2017. I get honestly, 2016, 2017, and 2018 were all just like a blur to me. Um, I think it was the fall of 2017. It might have been 2016. Who knows? Um, I'm I'm feeling good about it being 2017, though. So that's what we'll go with. It was whenever we had a bunch of hurricanes. I know that there were like three years of we just had some really intense hurricanes, just the southeastern United States and the Caribbean in general. But this was one of the hurricanes that hit North Carolina pretty hard. It, like, hit the coast of North Carolina pretty hard. There was pretty significant flooding. There was pretty significant just, like, wind damage. Um, Trees had, um, you know, been uprooted and things. So... My friend and I were, Betsy, I think I've mentioned her on the podcast before. My friend Betsy and I were driving down from North Carolina to Florida because we were going to go back to our alma mater for a football game. Um, I was driving and we were taking the highway down, but the highway gets kind of close-ish, not even that close, like 95 gets semi-close-ish to the coast, close enough that it had taken a bunch of damage and had been flooded out. So while we were driving, we saw that there was a detour, we're like all right gotta get off the highway the highway's flooded we get off the highway we're following the signs for the detour and then we get in our minds that we know better than the signs um we should just listen to google because google knows everything like we don't we don't need to follow the signs the signs are probably gonna take us forever detours take a long time let's just pull up google see what google says google reroutes you right google doesn't fucking reroute you when there's a detour because like the road is flooded i was a dumb if we were dumb Uh, (laughs) um But we, we pull up Google, Google's telling us where to go. And then it tells us at one point that we need to um, like turn one way. And so like everyone else is like going straight or like turning the opposite way. All the rest of the people who are taking, like actually following the detour signs are not doing what we chose to do. But we decide that Google and we know better. So we we turn this way. We're like driving, we're getting kind of confused. At one point I'm getting frustrated because we're like, in this not like really residential area but like definitely not a main highway um, and we're stuck behind this moped and the, I think the, at that point the speed limit had been like maybe like 50 or 55 and so this little fucking moped is puttering along at 30 miles an hour how, however fast a moped can go and there's this like man on the back who looked like he was too old and too big to be riding on a moped like he was like a grown ass man and that looked like it was a moped for like a child but whatever and so I'm just like oh my god this jackass and so I like swerve around him and I'm just like fuck you dude and so Betsy and I are just driving down the road we're following where Google's telling us to go and we end up at a road that has completely been flooded out like it is washed out there's a big giant deep puddle, probably for like a hundred yards or so there was no way my car my little sedan was making it through there as we were sitting there staring at it trying to like figure out what we were going to do i saw this other car i think it was probably like an suv or a jeep like something that was more equipped for that and it kind of drove through and i swear the water came up to its its mirrors like its side mirrors there i was like my my engine's gonna be completely washed out there's no way um, but we knew that if we could just get to the other side of that road, Google would like pick back up and like we would have a, we would basically have a shortcut. So we're like, well, we don't want to turn around because that's the way that we just came from. We can't go forward. Maybe we'll go down this other road. Um, so we turned to our left and we started heading down this other street. That's like a really, really residential area and it's just like you know a street with houses on it and we're just driving down thinking maybe it'll like connect around and it'll just like go it'll just go around the washed out street and we'll be able to get to the other side basically and so we're following the road and eventually the road turns into like this little gravel path and we're getting a little bit nervous because that doesn't seem like that's a good sign but we're thinking you know maybe this is just more the more deeper into the residential area and it'll come out on the other side So we keep following the gravel path, and then it turns to like a dirt path. And then we go over this little ridge, and we're just in this sandy path in the middle of the woods, basically. And so we don't know what to do. We're looking at the GPS. Also, this was another dumb move, because we stopped looking at Google, I guess. And we started looking at my Garmin, which is, at the time, had been at least five years out of date. It's now coming up on... Eight years out of date. <laughs> I've never updated the map since I got it in 2012. Um, so I don't know why we thought looking at the Garmin was going to tell us anything. But on the Garmin screen, it looked like if we just went through this neighborhood, there would be another road that we could get to that would like connect us back around the road that we were on in the first place. So we're just like, we just got to get through this little neighborhood area. But there, we were kind of out of the neighborhood and into the woods, just this sandy area. So. We're driving through, we're feeling a little nervous. We don't know what's going on or where we're going really. And then who comes up behind us but the man on the moped that I had swerved around aggressively earlier. Our savior on a moped, I guess. Um, So one, I was feeling extremely embarrassed that I had done that and like basically just driven like a jackass around him. But we didn't know what else to do. We didn't know where we were going. So as he comes up, I stop and I roll down my windows. And as he's passing us, I, I say, sir, um, excuse me, sir, we're trying, we're trying to get to 95. Can, can you help us? Like, do you know if the, the road connects up here? And then that man spoke to me in the thickest southern accent that I have ever heard in my entire life. I could not understand a word that he said and I am someone who was born and raised in South Carolina you guys. My mom has a pretty thick southern accent like my grandma like all of like the people that I was around as a child. I could not understand anything that this guy was saying. So we thought that he was saying something like yeah you can get through if you just go like come through this way follow me. So he like gets back on his motorcycle or his moped and he's, he's taken off and we're trying to like catch up with him. And then at one point we like come to this fork in the road and we don't know which way he went. And it's like just a sandy path on both sides. So we decide to take the right fork. So we take the right fork and we're following it for a little bit. And then we realize that the right fork is just dissipating. Like there's no road. It just dissipates into nothing. We're just, getting deeper into the wooded area so we have to reverse before i just like end up parked on a tree so i reverse out a little bit i'm i'm driving back out and then also as i'm driving back out the little sandy path um i see this pile well we see this pile of stuff just on the side of the road it's like a bunch of clothes and i think there was like a shopping cart but what really freaked us out was the fact that there was just like a baby stroller it was just a baby stroller just sitting in the pile of stuff in in the sandy woods with, like, nothing around. Um, very, like, horror movie vibes. It was definitely gave us the heebie-jeebies. And we're just, like, getting nervous, too, because, like, we're worried that we're really going to lose this guy on the moped. And he's, like, our only saving grace. Uh, so I try to cut over from one path to the next. But as I, like, am trying to cut over, I go over the little, like, sandy median and i get stuck and my car wheels are like buried deep in the sand and i'm spinning my wheels i try to go forward i'm not going anywhere i try to reverse i'm not going anywhere i am stuck and so i just look over at betsy and i see the fear in her eyes and i feel it too like i'm terrified in this moment i don't know where the fuck we are what we're gonna do i don't know if i should follow this man i think he's gonna help me but i know i'm like losing sight of him we're freaking the fuck out And so it's just that thing where like, you're terrified, but you also have like a deeper, stronger feeling of like, you need to take charge in this moment because like the other person is not going to. So I just like look her in the eyes. I'm like, get out and push. And I force her to get out. I stay in the driver's seat. I like throw it in neutral. She put, I mean, like it works immediately. Like she did a great job pushing us out. We're able to get out of the sand and she hops back in. I'm like, "Get get in, get in, get in, we're gonna lose the guy. So then we like speed up the rest of the sandy path and we catch him. All right, there he is. And so we're we're still following him through this sandy path in the woods. And then we see him go up a driveway, and there we just come to this area where there like are a few trailers up on on a driveway, and he just takes his little moped and he goes home. And so the path continues on a little bit. So I'm like maybe we just go we just keep going straight like he, he said to follow him right we, we both thought that we heard him say to follow him so we keep following him we keep going straight or we don't keep following him we keep going straight because we're like maybe just like leads out from here nope it's a cul-de-sac so yeah we just like go through this little like area into a cul-de-sac and we're like well we're fucked it's not even a cul-de-sac it's just like the, the end of the road we have to turn around there's a few more trailers over there but we just have to like turn around in a circle and go back up so we turn around um, and then as we pass by that man's trailer he is getting like he's off his moped he's about to go inside and I, I roll my window down again I'm like sir um excuse me sir can you can you come back, back can you come down and so then he slowly starts to limp down the driveway and it's just not... It's just unsettling. Like, we don't know this man. We don't know where he's, like, from or what he's about to say to us or what he's about to do to us. We thought he was leading us to, like, somewhere that he could help us, but I, I don't know. Like, maybe it's probably just us being ableist. But the limp just it just up the creep factor i'm sorry it did and so like genuinely we were like talking You're like what's he gonna do with us like are we are we in danger are we okay and i I think, I think i even said like he's got a limp like we can definitely take him we can take him um so he comes down i roll down my window a little bit and i'm just like so um how do we get to 95 like how do we get to the interstate i thought i thought there was a way through here and again we like can hardly understand anything that this man says But basically the gist was like, nope, uh uh-uh. I don't don't know why you guys followed me because I can't help you. I just went home. So we're like, okay, thank you. He just like told us basically like you have to just turn around and go back from where you came from. And so we were happy to do so at that point. So we roll our windows up and I book it. I book it the fuck (laughs) out of that sandy path. And let me tell you, from the moment my cars hit that gravel, like that was the most like relief I have felt in a long time like we were just so fucking scared of what was going to happen to us but we were fine so yeah we just ended up retracing our steps and I guess going to where we were supposed to be following the actual detour and then we we made it back but the funniest part was like all of that happened within like the first three hours of us being on the road of like an eight-hour road trip like we hadn't even like left North Carolina (laughs) (laughs) I think by the time we got to, I think by the time we like found our way back to where we were supposed to be, we got to the end of the detour and we got back on the interstate. Like we got back on the interstate right at the border and we're just, we just got to South Carolina. And also South Carolina is like the shittiest part of that drive too. It's like the longest part and the road sucks. So... But we were so relieved. We were so relieved to be back on the interstate. And yeah, we called, I think like a bunch of people just laughing and crying in relief because we were so dumb. And we thought it was hilarious. So that was the number three stupidest thing we ever did was think that we were smarter than Google, uh, try to take directions from a random man on a moped, keep going down a road when it turned from a paved road to a gravel path to a sand path in the middle of the woods. So. That was pretty stupid but I definitely did stupider things. All right let's talk about number two shall we? So this is this is also up for debate if this is the number two or number one so I am curious to know what people think. I think number one was a little bit more dangerous so that's why we're putting it number one but we'll see. Um, So number two this is the thing that happened least recently it happened back in 2013 Um, so summer 2013 I was studying abroad in Russia Um, I it was a summer study abroad so it was like nice weather for the most part and everyone just really wanted to party but I really wasn't like the type of person I've never been the type of person who just likes to party who likes to get drunk I alcohol really like makes me feel shitty so I never liked doing that Um, But when we were in Russia, like all of my classmates went out all the time and I hardly ever went out with them. I mostly just stayed in my dorm. I think I was probably a little bit depressed too. I just like wasn't having the best time while I was studying abroad. But then I think there was one day where I'm pretty sure this, yeah, this was the day that we actually didn't have class. Uh, the next day. There was another day when we thought we didn't have class the next day, but that was just because none of us spoke Russian well enough that when our Russian teacher, who only spoke to us in Russian, told us that she wasn't going to be there the next day, we didn't realize she also told us there was going to be a substitute. So there was really only like two nights I ever really went out and went hard when I was out in Russia. So the first was that first night when we <laughs> all skipped class the next day because we didn't understand that we had a sub. And then this time when, um, we actually didn't have class the next day. So we didn't have class the next day, and I was, like, in a mood. I really, really wanted to go out. Everyone went out all the time, and I was like, yeah, I want to do this, too. Like, I'm, I'm feeling it. We had a bunch of gay guys. Like, I think there was, like, eight girls and seven guys, and out of the seven guys, four of the guys were, like, either gay or bi. So it was, like, a pretty big chunk of, like, you know, queer men. Um, and they all decided that they were going to go out to a gay club and i was like i wanted to go to the gay club with them also going to a gay club in moscow is kind of dangerous like this is in russia where there's like criminalization um for being gay i'm pretty sure this is also like fairly recently after like a bunch of the criminalized like the the laws had passed criminalizing it so probably wasn't even the smartest idea for them to be going out to the gay club but i wanted to go and then they found out that it was like free either like i don't know 10 rubles not rubles I don't know like the equivalent of ten dollars in rubles for um guys to get in but it was like 25 for like girls to get in so I was like well fuck that I'm not gonna pay 25 dollars just to get into a club that like is gonna be a bunch of gay guys and I'm not even like really welcome there anyway so I was like okay I'm not gonna do that um but I still wanted to go out and I had a few of the the gals the girls who were in my class said that they also wanted to go out so all the guys had already like left to go to the gay uh, bar. So like we didn't have our normal like group to drink with to pregame with in the little dorms at Moscow State University before we went out. Also we weren't supposed to drink in the dorms, but we did anyway. So that's all, uh, you know, all illegal here. Uh, it was nice though because we were all under twenty one. Well, not all, I think all of us were under twenty one, but we all got to drink because the drinking age is eighteen in Russia. Um, <clears throat> but we weren't supposed to drink in the dorms anyway. So someone had told us, I don't remember who it was. I think it was one of the other international students that lived on our floor with us that we kind of got to know a little bit, um, that there were some other international students a few floors below us. It was a bunch of guys from England and they were like, oh yeah, if you just like go knock on their door or like, and say that you want to like hang out and get drunk with them, they'll drink with you. And so we're like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) So we went downstairs um it was me and like three other girls i think we all decided to go hang out with the boys and get drunk we like knocked on their door we introduced ourselves from like hey we're the girls on floor six or whatever floor we lived on we're from america you know like we heard that we could like hang out with you guys and they were like yeah like come on in so We started hanging out with them. We were drinking. Like, they were all cool dudes. There was, like, I don't know, I think two or three, three or four guys from England. And then there was, like, this one dude who was just, like, randomly from Indiana who I think was just, like, somehow there by him like in Russia studying abroad by himself or like just like not with a university or something and he was rooming with the English guys or he just made friends with them or something um but it was just like a bunch of guys we never met before but you know it was a fun time so then we had some other i think i think it had been probably the other international people that we had met there was like one french dude and one mexican dude we all just hung out as the international students in Russia I think they were there too. So it was like a bunch of guys, um, a few girls from my program and we were all just having a good time. And then one by one, all of the girls that I knew like that I was hanging out with that I felt comfortable being in this strange men's dorm room with because I'm here with like three other women that I know they all like decided that they were tired or they were gonna they were gonna go to sleep or they they didn't feel like going out tonight and I was just getting so frustrated because they'd all told me that they were gonna go out with me we were all supposed to go out together I really wanted to but they blew me off. They said that they were gonna go upstairs and go to sleep. And I knew that this was gonna be like basically my only chance to go out in Russia. Like if I didn't, well, other than the first time, I knew like, if I don't do it now, I'm probably not gonna do it again. Like I don't really get into the mood to go out a lot. If I don't go out tonight, I'm not gonna be in the mood to do it another night. And so all of the English guys were still planning on going out that night. So I was like, fuck it, I'll go with you, let's go. So that, (laughs) there lies the core of the second stupidest thing I did. Which was go out with a bunch of guys that I had m- just met that night in Russia by myself. So they all go to sleep. They're like, are you Are you sure, Riley? Like, are you fine? Like, are you going to be okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, it's good. I wasn't really that drunk. But I had been drinking. So not great. But instead of, like, I, I don't know. Maybe they shouldn't have let me. Like, maybe they really absolutely shouldn't have. But... I probably wasn't gonna listen to them. They're not obligated, they're not my babysitters. They weren't obligated to stay with me. But like, I don't know, that was seven years ago. I feel like maybe if I had a conversation with those women, now we'd probably all be like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have let you do that. Or one of us probably should've just been the bullet and gone out with you, like that wasn't a great idea. But whatever, we were young, we were all 20 years old and we felt like we could take on the world. So we, I was gonna do it. So as I got in the taxi, to go to this random club that i had also never been to before like i'd gone out to a couple of bars and clubs in moscow but not this one um with these group of random men that i had not met before that night it did indeed occur to me that i was not making a smart choice (laughs) i literally thought to myself like as i was in the cab i was like "Uh, this is a dumb idea but i thought i was like i i feel fine about it like I don't have a bad gut feeling I don't think that I'm in danger I do think that these guys are probably just like gonna hang out with me and like it'll be fine like it'll be fine and I told myself I was like if I get a gut feeling I gotta duck out though like if I start to feel uncomfortable I like, can't push through it I gotta leave because something bad will happen so we went to the bar. Um, I think I did have to pay a cover, but it was definitely less than whatever the gay bar would have been. And I had a great night. Like, I danced with the guys. I talked to the kid from Indiana a bunch. I got him to buy me a sandwich at the bar because I was really hungry and I hadn't really had dinner and I just drank a bunch of like screwdrivers. I couldn't drink, um, I could not drink orange juice for a really long time after I got back from Russia cuz the only thing I drank in Russia was like fucking screw, screwdrivers. Um so I got him to buy me this sandwich and then like after I was like I was like halfway through the sandwich he was like flirting with me. I was like, "Oh yeah, I have a boyfriend by the way." He was like, "Oh, like, that's fine." Like I just we're just talking. I was like, "Okay, cool, like as long as you don't care." And then he like immediately left me to go talk to some other girl and I was like, That's fine, dude. Like, by all means, I release you. Thank you so much for my sandwich. I do indeed hope you find someone to hook up with tonight. But I met, like, you know, I was, like, dancing with the guys. They introduced me to their other friend who was, like, this really cool British chick. Um, And she was, like, being, she was so, like, she was enamored with me. She was so sweet with me. And she's, like, where have you been? Because they were there on, like, a year-long study abroad. And we were just there for six weeks in the middle of the summer. And she's, like, oh, my God, we have to hang out. And I was, like, I'm not going to be here for that much longer. But, like, I wish we could. You seem really cool. Um, And then at one point, I mean, I was, I danced up a storm. I danced for so long. And then I was really starting to get tired. And at one point a group of other people that I knew from my program, like from my university came in. And basically there had been kind of like two groups that divided themselves out. And these were the girls that were like, not really that popular, cause they were kind of bitchy and they kind of thought that they were better than everyone. Um, sidebar included in that group I think I probably mentioned her before was the girl who later went on to be my roommate my entire junior year of college and made my life a living hell yeah we were best friends like before we went to Russia and then we had like a huge friendship falling out because she was such a fucking bitch while she was in Russia and like was not very nice to me and then um, we really could never recover from that after we got back so her and her little group of friends came into the bar. and It was pretty late. I think it was like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. at that point. And I was just happy to see people that I knew, and like we weren't like in a constant state of fighting. It was just a little like awkwardness. But I was drunk. I'd been dancing all night, so I like went over to them and I was like, "Hey, hey guys, what's up?" And they're like, "Riley, who are you here with?" And I was like, um, "I'm here with these group of people from England." And they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, I met them in the dorms." And so they're like, "Oh, where are they?" And I was like, "I think they're over there dancing." um and so I like started hanging out with my friends friends people that I knew whatever a little bit um and they like just wanted to like sit and chill and I was exhausted so I was like yeah like by all means so we found this little booth and we were sitting in the booth and just like hanging out and chilling I don't know how long we were doing that for maybe like an hour and then I started looking around and I realized that the Englishman left me like they just left me there and I was like fuck they were my way to get back home because I figured we would all get like split a cab back because the taxis are kind of expensive, and so I realized they're gone. Um, my little group of people that I knew from my program were about to leave the club as well. I think it was like about four a.m. at that point, and so I was like, "Do you guys want to split a cab home? I'm so exhausted. I really want to get back home." And they were like no we're just gonna stay out until 6 when the subways open and they were just gonna go to like they had a bunch of these all-night coffee shops um that were around we're "We're just gonna go sit at the coffee shop and wait until the subways open at 6 and I really didn't want to do that I was so tired I'd been out all night i've been drinking all night by the time we got out into the like out from the club which was like practically underground like you had to go downstairs from street level to get into the club um it was so bright because in russia it's really far north in moscow and even more so in st petersburg which i also spent a weekend there the sun doesn't set until super late and it rises super, super early. So by the time I was getting out of the club, the sun was rising. I was so tired and like, just, I was fucked up. I just wanted to go home. And they're like, no, we're just gonna go. Like, you need to hang out with us at the sub, like at the um, the coffee shop until we take the subway home. And I was like, fuck it. I wanted to save money. I, it's kind of dangerous to take a cab by yourself, but just fuck it, I'm over it. If no one's gonna go with me, I'm going by myself. I was kind of hoping that someone would just be like okay it's fine i'll go with you at least one person to split the cab with me nope so i got into this russian cab by myself and i was a little bit nervous because you know i don't know what the cabbie's gonna do with me a single female by herself doesn't speak the language very well obviously he's been drinking and then the cabbie and I get into this conversation. He's, like, asking me. Also, I was incredibly proud of myself because we had this Rus- this conversation entirely in Russian. And this was, like, the most fluent I've ever felt. It's, like, 4 a.m. after a night of drinking, having this conversation with his cab driver. But basically, he was, like, oh, hi, what's your name? And so I told him my Russian name, which was Masha. Like, that was the name that I picked out for myself, like, in Russian. And so he was, like, talking to me. There's this Russian TV show, like, this Russian kids show called Masha and the Bear. Masha and Medved. Um, and he was like, oh, my daughter loves that show. And I was like, oh, how cute I've seen it. Um, cause I'd looked it up, you know, and he was saying, yeah, yeah. She goes around saying that her name is Masha too. And I was like, oh, very sweet. Um, and so then I was like, okay, I think I'm in the clear. Like I reminded him of his daughter. He has a young daughter. I think I'm fine. He's probably not going to kill me. Hopefully we'll see. So, like he asked me where I was from and I was like you're not gonna know cuz it's South Carolina and people in Russia don't really know what South Carolina is it's kind of a nothing state but he was like no what no tell me tell me And I was like I'm from South Carolina he's like oh, I don't know where that is And I was like I know <laughs> he was like oh, I know New York City and I know Miami and I'm like well, okay somewhere in between those two um he also asked me like what my non-Russian name was and I was like you're you're not gonna understand you're not going to really get it. It's, like, it's not even a name that, like, Ameri- like a lot of Americans even have. You know, it's kind of a rare name. Uh, but he was like, no, 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 tell me, tell me. And so I was like, it's Riley. He's like, what, Riley? Riley? He had a really hard time pronouncing it. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Just call me Masha. He was like, okay, Masha. And he also told me that I looked like Lindsay Lohan. Um, I really choose and hope, I hope and choose to believe that he means, like, pre drugged out lindsey lohan because um i was i had red hair back then so i think you know like mean girls era which is a compliment she was really hot back then so hopefully that was a compliment um and then he was like i don't know i guess because i was like red hair we talked about colin firth i guess because of like ireland it was weird um but yeah that was basically it colin firth colin farrell colin farrell i get them confused uh whatever the irish one colin farrell yeah um so yeah we had this like little conversation he didn't kidnap me he took me back to my dorm uh for a second i was terrified because like i was looking through my wallet to pay him and i thought i didn't have enough money but i did i did i was fine so i paid him and i went to bed i think it was like 5 a.m by the time i got back so i just like crashed i slept till like four in the afternoon i got up I had a delicious pepperoni pizza at the cafe in the middle of the university. And yeah, I went back to sleep (laughs) and that was it. That was the second stupidest thing I ever did was go out by myself in Russia with a bunch of men I had just met that night. Um, and then go home by myself in Russia with a random man in a cab who took me home. All right. And then I will say the third one in just a minute. All right, I had to stop for a little bit, had to pee real bad. And then I was like, I really don't want to stop again. I really, really don't want to stop and get food. I'll just get dinner on my way in. Like once I'm off the interstate driving like to my home. So got a little beef jerky, traditional car snack. And I got some boiled peanuts because I'm a monster. And I, when I see those gas station things of boiled peanuts, I've only ever done it once before, but they were actually really good. So I was like, maybe they're still good but they were out of the normal like plain boiled peanuts so i had to get the cajun boiled peanuts so i don't know if they'll be good or not hopefully they're just like you know has a little extra kick um i don't know if anyone even eats boiled peanuts other than me i know it's like a really southern thing i always thought it was like super normal just to like i grew up eating them i love them they're my favorite way to consume peanuts but um I know that that's like a really weird thing to people who are not from the southern United States so if you have never had a boiled peanut I definitely recommend it I love them but um, I think they can be off-putting for people who have never had them before anyway I enjoy boiled peanuts so (laughs) point of that was that I took a little break there but um, we're back we're about to say the number one stupidest thing I've ever done in my entire life and yeah here we go so this was may of 2016 i was visiting california for the first time i went there to go to drag con rupaul's drag race DragCon. con i had a great time and then it was my very last day in california i had gone with a couple of people one person was a guy that like He was really a friend of a friend. Like, I knew him, but I didn't know him super well. But I knew he was going to DragCon. I asked him if he wanted to split a room together. So we shared shared an Airbnb. And then the other guy was a friend of that guy who I just, like, straight up never met before. But they were both awesome. Like, I really enjoyed hanging out with them for the three days that we were hanging out. And then they both left, like, early that day. I think it was, like, a Monday. So they both left, like, Monday morning to fly it back because they were flying to Florida. I was flying back to North Carolina. And so my flight wasn't until, like it was like a red eye it was like Monday at like 9 p.m. or something and so I was like okay I have the whole day but I had to obviously check out of the Airbnb so I had like my big ass like duffel bag that I like had packed everything into and I just had to like lug it around with me all day and I was just like whatever I'm resigned to this. So first I went on this little like Hollywood sightseeing tour. Um, It was like see the the Hollywood mansions or whatever. And I just basically wanted to do that because I just wanted like a place where I could sit and I could chill and I could just like put my bag by my feet for like an hour and I knew that I wasn't going to have to be vigilant about it. So I did that. It was fine. Um, And then I got off the tour and I was in Hollywood. So what I figured I'd do was I was like okay I'll just like walk around Hollywood. Like I'm in Hollywood. Like this is awesome. (laughs) No, I fucking hated Hollywood. Hollywood to me is the most uncomfortable I've ever felt in a place. Like, including when I was like in Russia, like with those random men, like by myself. Like, I would rather walk around the streets of Moscow alone than the streets of Hollywood. Probably not the streets of St. Petersburg alone. Because St. Petersburg is actually more dangerous than Moscow. Um, But yeah, I just felt really uncomfortable i was there for maybe like 45 minutes i like stopped in a restaurant and i had lunch and it was literally the worst lunch i've ever had like it was the most disappointing tasteless and like textureless fish tacos i was so mad that i wasted money because of course i like went to some touristy place in the middle of like hollywood like right next to the fucking like chinese theater you know um so then I was like, "Let me catch in you know, I, I'm. Let me just do like one more thing, and then maybe I'll just go to the airport super early and just spend the day at the airport because I like don't like being in charge of this big bag, <laughs> like just having to deal with it, and I don't like walking around in Hollywood. I'm really uncomfortable. So I called myself an Uber, and I decided to Uber down to Venice Beach, which is not a cheap Uber ride, by the way, um, because I, I'd never been. I'd like wanted to see Venice Beach before I left California. My Uber driver was great. Like we had a great conversation. Like. We talked about uh, college, he was like in a fraternity. I talked about like my experiences being in my like community service sorority, which is, you know, obviously not like the same thing as what he had been used to really. Um, He was trying to, you know, he was out there trying to make it in the biz as an actor, but he was just like a really cool dude. We had like a genuine good conversation. So I was like feeling better after that. And so then I get to Venice Beach, I step on the beach, I got my big ass bag with me, just like slung over my shoulder. And I was like, I figure I'll just like walk up and down a little bit and then I'll just head back to the airport. I'm maybe on the boardwalk for like two minutes if that it was like basically as soon as I stepped on the boardwalk and I don't know if I just lived like lost or confused or what attracted this girl to me but there is this girl she looked about my age I think she ended up being like a year or two younger than me um and she just comes up to me and she's like hey And I'm like I'm you know kind of like looking at her like suspicious but then she's like I'm just being friendly and I was like oh like, and then I'm like, yeah, that's all, apparently that's all you need to say to me. And I'm like, oh, fine. Okay. Do you want my social security number? Like, I was just like, oh, great. <laughs> and she's like, are you here with anyone? I was like, nope. I'm just like by myself. My flight's tonight. So I just thought I'd like walk around the beach for a little bit and, and you know, to, like chill out before I go to the airport. And she's like, oh, can I walk with you? And I was like, yeah, of course. Come walk with me. And so we're walking up and down the beach, and, you know, we're talking to each other, and I ask her her name. She tells me it's Roxanne. Um, and I'm, you know, we're just chatting, and she, like, tells me, like, she admits to me pretty early on that she's a dominatrix, and I was like, oh, oh, that's, that's cool. Like, I'm cool with that. That's, like, seems like an awesome thing that you're doing. And so we were talking about that a little bit, and so what she was doing was, like, now, okay, she told me she was a dominatrix, but I don't know what her actual situation was. I don't know if I should tell the story exactly as it happened first and then go back, like tell you what my impressions are like four years later of what I think actually was happening or if I should just give you that as I'm telling the story. But basically she was like going up to random men and bullying them. (laughs) And I was like, okay, cool. Like this sounds fun. Like I didn't know what a dominatrix really did. um, So I guess I thought that's what a dominatrix did. And so she was like, she was like there were like random men calling her and she was like bullying them I think that's what it was is that she was had been sent to the beach by her boyfriend who was like also in the business with her which I don't know okay I'll just go ahead and say like here's my impression four years later on is that I don't think that they were equal business partners I think maybe he was like pimping her out but she seemed fine like she seemed happy and like not afraid or anything who knows um So she had been instructed by her boyfriend to go to the beach and like talk to random men and like get, basically get in practice like bullying random men, like doming random men basically. Just like unsuspecting guys on the beach so that she could get used to like rejection or like, you know, just kind of come up to different situations. And then there were also other men that she was already working with. So like at one point this guy calls her and she like, you know, basically demands some money out of him. And I'm just like looking on like, oh you go girl, this is cool, this is awesome. So she like tells me all of these things about her life. She tells me about her boyfriend who's like her manager basically. She tells me about how she's in a polyamorous relationship because her boyfriend has another girlfriend and they have a baby together but the girlfriend is like really crazy especially since like she had the baby. I think maybe she had like postpartum psychosis or something based on the conversation that I was having with this girl. Um, and that Roxanne, like, didn't really like the girl, but she, like, loved her boyfriend, so she, like, pretended to, like, be happy with this arrangement. Um, just all of these weird, kind of, just strange things that were coming up. So, I just, but I was, I was so oblivious to it, and I was like, oh, that's interesting, that's cool, hmm, sounds like a tough situation that you're in. Like, I don't know, la-da-da-da-da. And so like we walk up at one point she finds this guy who I guess she like went to school with or something he's like young like us um and they like talk for a little bit and they mention something about like smoking and then she turns to me she's like oh do you smoke and I was like yeah I, guess I smoke and she's like oh okay like have like have you smoked since you've been here or something I don't know It was like something I was like oh yeah I smoke but like I didn't I haven't smoked since I've been here like I this was you know back in 2016 so weed wasn't legal for recreational use in California it was like it's been medically legal for decades or whatever but it wasn't legal recreationally at that point but of course like California had the reputation of just like being a very like stoner friendly state in general so I was like no I kind of was like hoping I'd get a chance to like try you know Cali weed but I I I hadn't run into the situation and so she was like well how about we try it and I was like yeah fuck fine by me like I haven't smoked you know in a while like I'm, I'm good with that so, what we do, first I was like, well, I'll get the money like I'm happy to buy it. So, we go to this random store with an ATM in the back and I get out like $20 or whatever so that we can buy a little bit of weed. And she finds this random man on the beach and she's just like talking to him and she's like he, she just found the weed man basically. She found the fucking weed man. And so she talks to him. I think he's just like smoking on the beach or whatever. Um and so we buy a little bit, you know, however much $20 worth or whatever, a little like gram. Um, and I, I guess, like, since he had just been smoking on the beach, I figured we would just smoke on the beach, and I figured, like, you know, it'll, it'll be fine, like, no big deal, we'll just find a little, like, isolated corner and smoke a little bit, and it's fine. But I guess California wasn't, like, that cool with you just smoking weed openly when it was still illegal, so she's like, mm, no, like, let's, um, let's call my boyfriend, and I was like, I don't know about calling in this boyfriend that I've heard so much about, but, like, I really wanted to smoke weed with her at that point. So I was kind of like, okay, like he'll just come and meet us and we'll like all just hang out. So she calls her boyfriend. um, He comes, we get, like we go up and we meet him in his car. And I thought he was like going to come out and we would smoke, but she's like, get in. We got to go get a blunt wrap. And I was like, oh, fuck. Because in the back of my mind, oh, mom, I really hope you're not listening to this episode. I could always hear my mom just echoing in the back of my mind being like, never go to the secondary location do not go to the secondary location and I just knew I was like fuck if I get in this car and they drive me to the secondary location like shit might go down and I was a little bit nervous but like I didn't get any bad vibes from them truly I was just like okay like this is fine so she's like we're just gonna drive up the street to this gas station where i can get this blunt wrap and i was like okay like whatever it's just up the street like it's fine if they're not going to a gas station i'll like fucking duck and roll out of the car um and so we go to this one gas station they didn't have the blunt wrap she wanted like a backwoods or whatever i didn't have it so we had to go to this other gas station looking for the backwoods they had it and then we go to this other place like hit their smoking spot so it's just this like side residential street kind of like a few streets off of the beach you know probably a safer space to smoke like than smoking openly but they they did they genuinely just took me to the gas station and they took me to their smoking spot they did not like try to take me to their house or like take me any anywhere freaky so i was safe and then they rolled a blunt and you know we start smoking We're having a great conversation. I'm having a great time. I'm getting really fucking high. It's been a while since I'd been high before, so like that weed was hitting me good. And then, again, at this point, I still had red hair, and so her boyfriend like turns to me at one point. He's like, "You know, you'd make a pretty good dominatrix too." And I'm like, "Oh, oh, you don't say." And he was like, "Yeah, you know, I got I got my black girl because they were they were black. So he was like, "Yeah, I got my black gal. I have a, a Latino gal, but I don't have a really cute like white." especially a white redhead like that would be great oh my god men would love you and uh Roxanne was like yeah girl and you don't even have to touch them like it's so much fun you just get to like make fun of them and like I can teach you everything he's like yeah do you want a job and like you know I'm truly so flattered and kind of a little bit interested but um I'm I'm flying home tonight like I can't he's like oh well do you like you come to the west coast often and I'm like no not not really like this is actually my first time I've been out here it's like okay well if you ever come out again like hit me up like you know we can just we can just do it like on a contract basis just like get you some money while you're here and I'm like oh I'm so flattered like I was so (laughs) I genuinely was like great I'm down that sounds like a fun time sure why not I'll be a dominatrix okay and now of course I'm thinking about it I was like I'm really glad that I wasn't like yeah I'll do it like drive me to your house and like make me be a dom I feel like I really did probably dodge a bullet there but who knows I like never got a bad feeling in the pit of my stomach like I never thought that I was in danger I I was like attuned to it because I knew I was in a dangerous situation but I didn't feel like I was in danger they didn't take me anywhere forcibly and then I was about to call my air not Airbnb I called my uber and I was like all right my uber's on 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 the way to this car and I'm gonna go get in that uber and then go to the airport and so Roxanne at that point was like okay well it was so nice meeting you by the way I have something to tell you my name isn't Roxanne it's Zianna I was like oh okay she's like yeah Roxanne is my dominatrix name and I was like I mean I told you my real name at first so okay like my name is still Riley Um, And then we followed each other on Instagram and I don't know if she still follows me, but I still follow her So she doesn't post that often Um, But then a couple years after that she had a baby. Her baby's like a couple years old now She posts a lot more often ever since having a baby. I don't think she had her baby with that boyfriend I certainly hope not because I don't think that they were probably in the healthiest relationship But my uber came I feel really bad because it was like a man in like a really nice Lincoln Town car with like leather seats I got out of that you know man's that that pimp's car just I'm sure positively reeking of weed I was super super high I got in the Lincoln Town car and I was like terminal C please (laughs) and he took me to the airport Um, and that's it. That is the number one stupidest thing I've ever done because I probably, that was the closest I ever came to being like sex trafficked. Um, Also, here's just a fun little bonus story. While I was at the airport, I was at this little Mexican restaurant I had changed from like, I had been wearing like a denim dress, like really cute outfit and I changed into something comfy that I could like sleep in on the plane. So I was wearing like leggings and then I was wearing my little Trixie Mattel shirt that I got at DragCon. It was like really soft. It's like a baseball shirt and it's got this like cartoon version of Trixie and if you know what Trixie Mattel looks like, and Barbie. And I was like, yeah, you didn't think I was over 21, did you? But I'm definitely over 21. Um, so yeah that was just kind of like a funny little thing that happened then I got on the plane and then I flew back to North Carolina and that was it those are the three stupidest things I have ever done in my entire life um, I hope you guys enjoyed this little car cast bonus off topic episode hopefully it's a pretty good link I can't on the app that I'm using I can't actually see how long I've been recording for so hopefully it's a good chunk of time. And yeah, I hope you enjoy. I hope you learned a little bit more about me. I don't think I would do those stupid things anymore. Um, But, you know, I I survived. I lived to tell tell the tale. Now I have some, like, good life stories under my belt because I don't really have too many of those because in general I don't do stupid things. That's why I really only have these top three. But... I hope you guys enjoyed, um, I don't, I don't know if I need to do my normal spiel, rate, review, subscribe, give me a five-star rating and review. If you are like, yeah, this is a great episode, yeah, like, if you feel inspired, give me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else. Um, if you enjoyed the format of this episode, let me know. Maybe I'll, like, work in some more, like, off-topic episodes or bonus episodes in between regular episodes or in case, like, the future, if I do have a situation like this happen where I can't get you a traditional episode out in the normal time, like, if something like this would be great, like, if that's fine, like, let me know. Um, otherwise, you can follow me on Facebook, Snapback to Reality Podcast, on Instagram, at Snapback to Reality Pod, or my personal Instagram, which is probably more apt for this episode, at really underscore Riley. Email me, snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, guys, I will talk to you soon. Bye!